eighteen dollars will get you twenty one thousand five hundred twenty eight square feet in Thailand. You can go to Thailand right now. One hundred fifty three thousand eight hundred eighteen dollars will get you. Uh, woo, will get you a lot of house. This house is beautiful. You're listening to the Strange Fruit Podcast, where we discuss topics that deal with Black lives on a day to day basis. You know the things that you want to say, but you can't say. Well, that's what we're here for. Be sure to check out our Facebook page, the Strange Fruit Podcast Facebook page. Uh, but moving on to our next subject, um, I don't listen, man. We got some big stuff <laughs> happening tomorrow. Number forty-five is gonna gonna be visiting uh, Kenosha tomorrow. Did you guys know that? Uh, yeah, he's, he's visiting the business. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be business uh, visiting Kenosha tomorrow. He says he's gonna tour the uh, damaged businesses. So uh, he was advised not to go. Uh, Biden st- uh, said that he doesn't need to go there. He's gonna end up fanning the flames. Uh, but we all know what's place. Well, yeah, that's what his that's purpose his is. That's why it's intentional. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, this this 17-year-old, um, his name is Kyle. Um, yeah. Uh I I I have so many things I can I can say, but I'll 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 just say it like this. I don't see how he can be driven with these motives with this AR. And driven across state lines, okay, it was already illegal for him to have the gun. And then you drive him across state lines. Now that's federal, okay. And then you kill two people and wound a third person, okay. And then I don't know if you guys know the latest take from number 45 with that. He stated that well, he was attacked. I've been reading. Well, and this is why Adrian wants to move to Costa Rica yeah. or Thailand because they playing in our face all the time. Yeah, I read. I they read keep playing in our face. I read an account of people who were there, and basically, the the cops during that that period of time had hemmed them up, like where they, if they go one way, they're they're being blocked by the cops, and if they go the other way, there are the the militia people who are all white supremacists. Basically, like that's a white. Yeah. Most of those groups are white supremacist group. Yeah. And, and people understand why you would need to be in a militia. Yeah. Hmm? I'm uh, I just said, help me understand why you would need to be in a militia. Yeah, but, like, but but these people who th- this is their whole thing. We we eventually are going to, uh, you, you know, eventually we're gonna get to shoot some black people. That's that's really what they. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now now I will say he shot white people. He did shoot. But Three he's white people. Black Lives Matter. And the thing that, that, that they don't tell you is there were people perched on, on roofs of places with guns sniper style. So so they basically had all the protesters hemmed up to where they had either had they had to choose a way to go. Now that kid, what, what nobody seems to say is according to the accounts I've seen, he shot somebody before anybody attacked him and that's the reason people started like hey get him stop him because he shot somebody before um president trump 
we know, and somebody told me this, uh, this is a, a tactic. I already had figured it was a tactic. Every time there's a distraction that we're talking about something stupid, there's something behind it. And this isn't stupid, but every time he, like, there's no reason, especially the way he talks, most presidents would try to go somewhere and be a calming force. If they're going to go somewhere, their goal is to go somewhere and be a calming force. My thought mm -hmm. process is that he's going to Kenosha to amp everybody up, to, to talk about law and order, to get people be beating their chest and, you know, and waving guns and get them real excited because he does, he wants to quell the pro protests. And I, I believe that probably everybody's on the same accord who's intelligent enough to see what's really happening. Unfortunately, my experience these past few months, ever you know, during Ahmaud Arbery, not just George Floyd, you know, you know, this really started to me with Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor. And, and then George Floyd was like the the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but I feel like really like there are two, what we've seen is there are several people who are willing to buy every lie, every false narrative, every, every, every I mean, and it's just like, or make something up that's just like, you haven't seen that anywhere. Why are you even saying that? You you haven't seen that in a single news, even though even when you're a little Republican fake news outlets, you have not seen that. So it's just now we're at a point and, and, and it's the most irrational fear ever to me, because like we talked about earlier, the numbers really, there's so many fewer, so much fewer black people in, in the United States than white people. And they're mm -hmm. so afraid of us. And, and I think that's the thing. And, and you really have to call it fear. Not all white people. I have friends. And I don't know. Maybe if I had a, a, a Twitch one day, they might be afraid of me, too. I don't know. But, like, it, the, the fear is so irrational. And there, 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 there's a very controversial figure who said, who said that I believe that, that, that I remember he was, there was a woman who said, I see uh, what I, I think we hear is violence. And he was like, well, that's because you feel like we're going to react. The way y'all react, y'all treated us. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's like that's a that's a reflection. That's that's what you you see something reflected back at you. That's mm. not because you've seen that in us. The all the the statistics they want to bring up with thirteen percent of the people commit forty percent of the crime. White people <laughs> commit overwhelmingly overwhelmingly from the numbers I've seen commit rape. Rapists are mostly white, so. Am I supposed to run out and think that every time I go somewhere where I'm surrounded mostly by white folks, I'm gonna get raped? Like that's you know that's that's so irrational. But mm -hmm. most of the people mm -hmm. who, who are the most fearful don't even interact with black people anywhere except in their heads and on TV. Exactly. So it's just like exactly. this this irrational fear. This this fear. I talked to a friend today, and he was like. We're basically the only black family in our neighborhood, and I, my next door neighbor is like sixty and sixty year old white woman. She won't even talk. She she doesn't even say anything to us anymore. She just kind of looks and goes back in the house real fast. Wow, people are just so afraid. And now you've watched this black family. That's just a traditional, normal black family, right? You've watched them. You've lived next door to them. Y'all check your mail at the same time. Y'all might have said hello, done whatever. She's sixty five, so she probably still get the paper. Like you, you, you get all these things, but for some reason now, you have chose. You've decided that maybe because this, this black family 
actually cares about black people, which you may or may not care about. Now you're scared of them, but you've seen them. You've seen their behaviors. You've seen how they treated you. You've seen how they treated the other neighbors. And, and you still cannot get out of your own head when it comes to what you've been fed as to how black people are supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And so the thing is, is what prompts that? You see what I'm saying? What 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 prompts that? How do how do we, you know, um, let things um, how do how do we allow things to subject us to to these kind of uh, environments and, and um, thinking uh, and behaviors? How do you know, my thing is, is that, you know, you can you can sit and watch TV and and, you know, and try to gather a, a good knowledge that way. But, you know, again, that's not the end all be all tell all. You know, you got to get out and about and, and see it for yourself. But in that case, Adrian, that's just, again, <clears throat> that's ignorance. I'm going to just say it that way because I don't know any other way to say it. If you've lived next to someone for years and there's never been any, you know, confrontation and everything's been keen and, and I mean, everything's been kind and friendly, then at the at that point, I feel, you know, you should be able to make up your own mind and not allow media or, um, you know, radio, television, and and all uh, and broadcasting stations put this this type of fear in your heart and have you to live that, you know. But today, that's that's what we have. That's what we have. And so here it is. President uh, says these things as such as, well, this man was attacked first. Now, when I saw the video of this young man walking after he had shot those people, walking with this. AR, he puts his hands up and they're, I mean, this SWAT team is sitting right in front of him and they rolled right by him with the spotlights that was on him and everything. Now this chief, again, I don't know what's going on with these police chiefs uh, doubling down on you know, crazy behavior. He went in. But he did. I mean, he doubled down. He was like, well, you know, they shouldn't have been out after curfew. So you're not going to talk about the 17-year-old that wasn't even supposed to have a gun? Mm-mm. That's my thing. They're calling him a patriot. And, uh, you know, it. now this is where it gets to me. That's a patriot. But if it was any anybody but white, but a white person, he would either be a terrorist or a thug. And we know how that goes. We know we we know what skin tones go with these associations. So, you know, it's we're trying to break the mold here, but it's hard to do it when you have, you know, supposed leader of your nation sit there and advocate. Well, you know, he was he was, you know, attacked first, you know. So, yeah, here's the thing, the part about me that feel like they're playing in my face, in our face. It's clearly documented the Kenosha Guard. When they heard about the rally, they put out literally on Facebook a clarion call the post that they put out asking people for militia to come and help them anybody that wants to patrol black blm blah 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 all of that um they put it out on facebook had tons of responses told people where to meet that is what i'm sure kyle responded to um but here's the the, right now uh facebook had to apologize because that post was literally uh reported almost 500 times that day and they didn't take it down or do anything. And on average, like the most hate speech reports they get on a post of are like 18 to 20. 
in a day. Like, um, so it was very clearly a, a huge spike that um that was not ignored that that was literally ignored it's not something that would have gone unnoticed in other words and they admitted that Mm -hmm. um and mark zuckerberg had to answer for it in addition some facebook employees complained about it saying that um basically there was no response to it even though they attempted to do it and facebook is basically blaming it on the software and so no. yeah exactly no, so basically. um all of this yeah i'm not buying that one in addition before it hit the major news there were a couple of and i, I hate i'm so sorry guys that i don't have this guy's name um but i will uh, I, I will get it and post it but there was a local you know self-proclaimed self-journalist that was out there uh recording everything and literally um he was in the vicinity as uh, uh a, a white guy who was in the vicinity as um, Kyle shot the first person and then um, he was basically doing all these lives uh, live from the march the whole night um, really the afternoon evening just as a self-proclaimed you know independent journalist documenting this stuff um, and so you know not and not as a not as a uh, just a regular spectator but literally uh, as an independent journalist and so the thing is that a lot of this it was unfolding live and happening and the media was catching this stuff literally uh, our, our mainstream media was getting this after the fact like a day and a half later or so so because hmm. uh, it kind of took a minute for everything to literally hit but uh, at least to come mainstream and so um, yeah you know I think that it's a you know they playing in our face yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, and that's the part. That's the part that makes me go. Although I'm hopeful, I don't. I I'm not certain that things can change because it seems as if gatekeepers are still in place, and it doesn't matter if the people who are supremacists or who have, are of a certain regime are in the minority if they have the influence and power to still. Um, operate fully within their bias and uphold they've been their weaponized. Bias. They've been weaponized, I believe, already. Like, they've yeah. been weaponized by the right. And, and because, and, I mean, if I look at it, I won't even call it the whole right, because I, I really still believe there are real conservatives and then whatever the hell Trump is. Like, I really believe, <laughs> I really believe that what we're experiencing is not, I mean, there have been conservatives and I don't agree with everything they go for. Yes, yeah, And then there will be things that I agree believe they do go for like, like i mean mitt, well, mitt romney are, mitt right? romney is a republican and but, he's not backing him no yeah but i mean also, mitt romney is still not our friend he's he's still I'm, uh, I'm not saying he's our friend adrian what i'm saying a, is that goes to support what you're what you just yeah, stated yeah, he's, he's, republicans he's a, aren't really in alignment he's a with trump trump's not really a republican he's not, he's a, not. He's not a republican he's not a conservative uh trump is a he's trump and, and that's what opportunists have to. Yeah, he's an opportunist, and his followers are this weird offshoot. Not they. They just some of these people um, are glad that they're finally being heard and paid attention to for all the the wrong reasons because he has brought out the most virulent racist sect of society, the faction of society, whatever you want to call it. These are like the worst people. Um, and, and I can't even like hold that in anymore and try to be like, but some of them are, mm. no, it's a lot of the worst people. It's not, 
Like mm-hmm. whatever else, and and when they when the ones that that are supposed to be the better of them, when they open their mouths, they're the worst people too. These pastors, Robert Jeffress at, at Dallas, uh, at at First Baptist Dallas, talking about civil war, and these pastors that can still get behind him, no matter what he does, they're the worst people because they drop dog whistles just like everybody else does. They're not different. Um, they're not more holy. They're not. I don't even consider that a man of God type behavior. You can't. You can be against abortion you can be against whatever you want to be against and not support somebody who is dangerous to a large to, to other people who's dangerous to other people trump is dangerous so no, man. whatever these yeah. people are whatever trump is is it, he's his own thing and like nikki calls it they're playing in our face there and, and and even though we might say yes yeah, a small group of people but it's a small group of crazy dangerous people who've been preparing mm-hmm. their whole life, who hate black people and hate people who are other so much that mm-hmm. at that level of miserable, that they have prepared their whole life to hurt people who they don't like, whether it be black people, whether it be trans people, yeah. which is a whole different thing. Cause when we talk about trans people, they're just, they're black people hurting black trans people. Uh, um, like but there's black people, there's trans people, where it's LGBTQ, whether it's Latino, Latinx, uh, native, you know, indigenous people, all these people hate so much that they are just, this is what they've been waiting for. And Trump knows it and he's preaching to them now. When he goes to Kenosha, this will not be a like, let's try to come together and do this. This will be, I need to amp them up more. And then I need- And you know why, and you know why it's gonna be that? Cause I'm telling you, White House press, uh, the press secretary, Kaylee uh, McKinney, McKinney, how you say that, McKinney? There you go. Dummy. Yeah. She said <laughs> Either way, the pres- uh, president's secretary, she she got up there to, and stated today that um, they have, he has no plans to meet with uh, Jacob Blake's family uh, while he's there of course uh, in Kenosha. Of course uh, so, I mean, my thing is, is why even make that statement? If you're not going to go, why broadcast it? You know, you could have just said, "Hey, I'm just going to go and visit these uh Gotta businesses that were damaged." No, I mean, just I mean, but he he had to put that card out there to let let his other followers know his all right crowd. Hey, I'm not going to go there to visit Jacob. Yeah, you know, sure. nor his family. Uh, I just want y'all to know that. You know, so it's like you know, it, it's that it's that little extra push, and this is where. I'm 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 losing some 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 touch with with people where they try to pretend as if this man doesn't have any uh, bigotry in his in his moves and 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 how he plays the the field. This is a strategic move here. So he's going to go to Kenosha about a week later. You know where everything's gone gone on there. He's going to speak to, as you stated. Uh, his his constituents, his crowd, his base, but I also need to let you know, I'm not going to go and visit Jacob. Yeah, I need to get Jacob Blake and, and his family. I just want y'all to know that. I'm keeping. So my it my thing is right. I mean, you could he just could have kept that in house, you know, because we can kind of already assume that he's not going to, you know, go speak with them. I don't I don't think I needed to even get that from the secretary, you know there and so i mean that's these are the kind of things i think that just kind of goes unnoticed by a lot of people but we notice it mm-hmm. you know it's just like we notice silence coming from people when you know people just sit and be silent 
on things. But then soon as uh, uh, a Black Lives Matter post comes up and they don't even go and check it. I, I think I just read an article where uh, basically Trump just uh, retweeted another video basically of a uh, anti-Black Ma- uh, Black Lives Matter uh, video. And he was using when this white woman got uh, pushed and uh and abused on a on a subway train by by a black person but it had nothing that that person wasn't black lives matter that person wasn't antifa he's or anything black people he's not trying you know? to build a black lives matter person he's using that you know what's going on but he's he's trying to villainize black people just like when he was talking about they're sending us the worst he, you know like he didn't differentiate between what lat Latinx people, people should worry about or anything. If if any, like mm-hmm. that whole script, that that whole that whole uh, speech was just about. If he could have just gone up there and gotten away with it, he was just going Mexican people bad and walked off stage. Like that's that's really what he wanted. That's really what he wanted you to picture. He wanted you to look at it that way, but he couldn't just say it's like you, you know. He he knows just what he can say. You he's probably been almost there a few times we'll never hear him drop the n-word because i think that's what everybody wants like this golden nugget like dude you don't need the golden nugget he's giving you well, no no they don't everything need it it's just that they can always deny that he's racist as long because so for a lot of white not racist until he says the n-word so exactly as long as he can call you whatever uh he can call he, he can call uh, white supremacists, very fine people. He can, he can uh, call mo- majority black countries shithole countries. He can say all these things, let you know, like, hey, I don't like them, y'all. But he doesn't have to drop the n word for us. But right, racist in particular, because he he can he doesn't even have to drop the n word for people. I guess we call allies. But he but for racists, they will hold on to the very last string of hope. That their president is worth a damn, and and that um that means that he really if he comes out and says the n word, we'll probably have taken that out of context. So you know. So again, this to, to make this full circle where we started, we were talking about boycotts, and this all took place in the '60s. Okay, where you know this when the NBA uh, athletes did a boycott last week, Milwaukee Bucks started that thing off. Again, to bring this full circle, we're, we're like in a repeat. It, it, we're basically, it's not the exact same thing. It's actually evolved, but it is, it is on the same premises of equality. And, uh, you know, and, and when Martin Luther King was speaking about equality, he started to speak on equity, you know, and things of that nature. And, and you know, it wasn't much longer after that that, you know, he was murdered. Um, But, you know, um, so I said all this to say this. We have to we have to be vocal. We cannot be silent on these matters and we cannot uh, be vacant when it comes to our uh, local elections nor our presidential elections. It's it's more than ever it's more at stake uh as we've already pointed out on this podcast so much at stake on this election 
that, you know, a lot's riding on it. You got athletes letting you know we're going to need more than 60% turnout here. We need we need everyone to vote. You know, in, in the state of Texas, you know, if you're off probation and off parole, you are eligible to vote in the state of Texas. So, I mean, uh, I don't know who needs to know that, but hey, let's start spreading this, this word because uh, like Snoop Dogg, <laughs> hate to use him as an example, he said he's never voted before because he was told he couldn't. He couldn't vote. And, you know, and they, you know, he found out that was a lie. So he's finally going to, he's finally going to vote, you know, which is sad he didn't know before, you know, but here it is. It's never too late to, to learn. So um, that's the reason why we say uh, each one reach one to teach one on this podcast, because look, man, th- this stuff is meaningful. I know we bust jokes, we have fun, but at the end of the day, we, we got to take care of business. We, we got to stay vigilant. We got to um, be ready uh, for this election. I know everyone's getting tired and we wish November 3rd was here today. We don't know what the, what the outcome's going to be, but it can't be, well, he is still in office because I didn't vote. You know, it, it, it just can't be that because yeah. I guarantee you, we will have something to say from the outcome, you know, whether we vote or not, we, we're going to have something to say, but I'm, I'm a firm believer. It's a poor dog that doesn't wag his own tail. So you need to, you need to put your effort in and put your best foot forward and, and, and put some meat and potatoes on the table. You know, don't just sit from the sidelines and from the cheap seats and complain. Right. You know, we got it. We got to make, we got to make it happen. If again, if you don't have anything positive uh, to contribute to this, it's best not to, you know, get out there and, and push negativity. Yeah, get out there, do your research. I mean, a, a few keystrokes on your phone or your or your tablet or your or your computer, you can research these things. And sure, there's you got so many takes and so many links you can go. But I mean, at the end of the day, people, we gotta know that we can do our research and find out what what someone did or didn't say. So. That's all I want to say to that. Nick, did you have anything else to add? Nope. I think y'all summed it up for tonight. I think everything that you said, though, was uh, right on point. We do need to vote. And um, I think um, I think we just, you know, we need to exercise our right and just participate. We need to participate and we hope for the best and uh, look at some real estate and, you know, look up. Adrian Neely, Adrian, the real estate Neely agent, for your black suit, uh, real estate quotes coming okay, soon. Yeah, I got it. And uh, go. yeah, have a contingency. There we go. All I right. I think uh, what there's the meme I posted before about you know, hey, um, because if if he wins again, you know, I call dibs on the uh, shade, the biggest tree in the cotton field. <laughs> the shade under there until I can get out. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I don't know what MAGA means. <laughs> right. And they are in formation. I know that much. They in formation. Uh, oh, yeah. I have a question real quick before we uh, dismiss class. Do any of you know any militia men? I know people who own guns. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody who just. I have a Facebook friend who 
from my town, but this how I grew up in from Baytown, um, who in, in discussing the Kyle Rittenhouse, and uh, I know I know this man is a racist and a patriot, and he pretends that he's not all the time, but uh, basically he's you know in a militia, and I was like, why would anybody we need to be in a militia? And it's supposed to split up with people in militias. And I, I said, y'all help me understand why any of you would have need to be in a militia. And they were like, well, a militia, they gave me a history. Militias are, you know, to protect and serve. Protect and serve what? In the event of what? We back the police. When? Where? Yeah. And I just, you know, again, this, uh, you know, people in formation. That's all I can say. They in formation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, um, uh, they're right in front of our face in formation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they can walk the street like old Kyle with the gun. Like, he's just walking around with the gun. Like, well, we man, don't do that. We, can, we know we don't get to do that. No. Man, I've been more of a threat with a, with a piece of ATM receipt paper in my hand. Uh, you know, yeah. and this, this kid can walk in the middle of the street with a gun. Now, I, that's kind of sad, but that's just what, what it is. I mean, so you know, this is America, and we're trying to change these things. And I do, I do think, I do think uh, change is coming. Um, but you know, it, it's not going to be overnight. We, we're going to have to mobilize, and we're going to have to get candidates that you know are going to suit our needs more. You know, but like right now, man, that's that's not the case. So we got what we got. We got to vote. You can't just sit out. On the sidelines, so don't, I don't, yeah, making moves and right, you know, when the election happens, then you got to start thinking about the next four years. Don't sit back, be like, well, we got Trump out. No, that's right, because he's already open. He's opened up. He's changed oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, his people ain't just gonna go away. Mm-mm. 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 No, you still see the flags flying. I guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. Yeah. So that's the new Dixie flag, man. Yeah. <laughs> He won't go away. He's gonna become a thought leader for that that particular group. He's not going yeah. away. Well, all right. On that note, uh, you guys, uh, I want to thank you again for your energies. Thank y'all for uh, bringing it as we do every week. And just hey, just letting y'all know we got uh, also a Twitter page. That's right. So you can go and check out the podcast. You can pull the links there if you've been having any issue. You can go to Twitter and. You can sound off there. You can retweet it. Uh, so I, I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we have many uh, Twitter um, people or, uh, that, that, that like to tweet, but, uh, you know, it's there. So we also have a tw- uh, Twitter page uh, along with our Facebook page. Uh, again, sound off. Ask us questions, uh, concerns, comments, critiques. We take it all, man. We're, we're not uh, uh, shy from that. So. Again, thank y'all for y'all's energies. Thank you for your time. And let's 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 be ready to do this next week, man, because I'm sure we're gonna have a whole lot more to say. Oh yeah. I'm afraid we are. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of the Strange Fruits Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or criticism, please be sure to check out our Facebook page and sound off. See you next week.